Welcome to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified. I'm Susie Raines, your host. In this episode, we are going to have a guest speaker, Jana Nixa, and she is going to talk to us about sales. Yes, I said it. Sales. Yuck. That's how I feel. A lot of people feel that way as well. We came into business to do our passion, and yet we have to sell something. We don't know how to do it. We don't understand. And it just feels not right. Jana is here and is coming from decades of executive sales. She's worked with female entrepreneurs and helped them master their mindset and the art of the client conversation. We're going to have a powerful conversation together about how to show up authentically, build relationships, and take the yuck out of selling. At the end of the episode, you'll be invited to a free challenge that she's having at the end of March. I encourage you to sign up. You will not regret it. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and we will see you there. Hello, and welcome to Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift, a podcast for those of you looking to transition from a medical career to starting an online business. I will be sharing how to get started, success stories, and more. If you are looking to make the move from medicine to online, but don't know where to start or have a business, but are looking for business tips and encouragement on your journey, this is the podcast for you. I'm Susie Raines, your host, and I look forward to helping you simplify starting a business. Hi, Jana. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Susie. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here. I know this episode is kind of a bonus last minute, but it's something you and I had a conversation before we were recording. And when you shared your challenge with me in order to, and this is something why we're doing the podcast episode today, I had a little voice in my head that was just like, this is so incredibly good. You need to share it. Uh, so I reached out for those of you listening, I reached out to Jen. I'm like, can we do a podcast episode before you have your challenge? Because the information that we're going to share in this episode is so incredibly good and so needed in the world of starting a business. I know all of you out there listening, you're either thinking about starting a business or you're right in the throes of it. And part of that, well, not part of it, Jenna's going to talk about it, but we have to sell. <laughs> we have to offer, we have to make calls, we have to ask questions, we have to do all these things that in myself, I'm going to use myself as an example because nobody else knows. I don't know how to do that. I wasn't trained in that. I wasn't a salesperson. I, I did my thing. So Jana's here. And before we dive into the topic and get going, I'm just going to ask Jana, would you share with the listeners who you are and like where you came from and how you came to having this business? Yes. Thank you again for squeezing me in like this. And I love that story. That's such an incredible test to some a lot of what I teach here just around following that little voice and understanding that it's not just you making all of this happen all day, every day, but, but to sort of back up and tell you a little bit about my journey. So I was a top performing sales executive for over 21 years. And my claim to fame is that I never did it the way they told me to. So like my first year in sales, I completely stunk. And it was because I was doing all of the things and doing the pushy, tricky, manipulative, backing people into the corner stuff that I was taught. 
they, I was taught this is how it's done. I went through 12, 12 weeks of sales training before they would even let me talk to a customer. And not to mention all the ongoing stuff, at least quarterly. And I just never resonated with it. So about a year in, I had a come to Jesus moment with myself. And it was like, this is not working. And I realized that the reason it wasn't working is because it didn't feel right to me. I was not in alignment. And I didn't know what that meant back then. I just knew I didn't like the way it felt in my body. And I knew it wasn't getting me the results I needed. I adjusted and said, what if I have nothing to lose? <laughs> my job's pretty much on the line at this point. So why don't I just do it the way that feels good to me? Why don't I just show up as me and actually interact and listen and connect with the other human being in front of me instead of all of these games and all of this push and all of this efforting and just have that authentic conversation. And so that approach followed me and Lind had, did very well, no matter what company, what products, what territory, it was duplicatable because it was real and it was true. And people, even now to this day that I haven't stepped foot in their office in 10 years will still call me and say, I know you were our rep like three or four reps ago, but I also know that you're going to help me. <laughs> and so... So anyway, that is a big part of what I do, but, or what I did. And so several years ago, I decided that I really wanted to help people. And I wasn't entirely sure at that point what that was going to look like. So for all of you newer people out there that are just starting to formulate this vision, I think we all go through that. But then it all sort of lined up and it was, why don't you teach people what you've lived for the last two decades? So many entrepreneurs, so many coaches want to know a different way to do the whole sales process so that they can actually just show up, be who they are, serve the person in front of them, have an honest, open conversation, and then come together and say, "How do, what do we think? Do we want to work? Do we want to do this? And I like to say, putting that discovery back in the discovery call. And I know the whole sales of service really gets overused. And frankly, at this point to me, it's lip service, but really actually doing that, being that guide, being that person to help, to coach, to serve in those moments on your discovery calls and otherwise. And so just really flipping the script. And so what I like to say is for anybody that's hearing this sort of stuff for the first time, your first step is to light the sales rules on fire. Because I love that. But you think it's actually the opposite. Yeah, so. I love that because I'm like you. And I, so for those of you that are listening that, that don't know my history, before I was in medical, I was in corporate. I supported sales teams and I would sit in their sales, their weekly sales calls. And I would be like, I never want to do this. Because of what you said, they were doing the scripted and the do it this oh. way and don't, and don't veer off of it. Like, follow this path and you, and it was a numbers game. It was the more people you talk to, eventually somebody will buy. I'm like, but that's miserable. Like if you have to talk to 300 people that way that, and it's not even fun. Yuck. Yeah. So yeah, keep going. Cause I, I'm so and step, step one is so, let's burn the manual. We're burning the manual. Yes. You just brought back nightmares because that's what it was. <laughs> it was objection handling. Like, how are we going to pounce on them? How, what is our rebuttal? Like, how quickly can we just nail them with the gotcha? 
and just this whole very forceful approach to selling. And the last thing I'll say about my previous life with that was my biggest source, because my numbers were always great. So my biggest source of stress is when anybody from corporate would say they were going to come and ride with me. And you can ask my husband, I'd be like, oh crap, let me pull out the message. What am I supposed to be saying out there? And like the night before I was legitimately going through and remembering and highlighting and trying to remember so that when they came and rode with me, I could show them what they want. You know, me, good old in the box, saying my script. But then soon, as soon as they'd go, I'd go back around and thank everybody for playing along. And so that was me. That was it for decades. So anyway, it all kind of came together when I realized what a need there is for this. So thank you so much for seeing that need. And so that's what I'm here to do is show people another way. To do what I love so much is you said a few things that I know our listeners can resonate with. You're out of the box. You're not doing it the way they said. And so for those of you that are listening, that are in a medical job in the healthcare system, and you're hitting your head against the wall because you're not able to take care of your patients, your clients, your people, the way that you want to, because you have a system that is telling you to do it otherwise. Jana and I are here to tell you, you don't have to do that. When you become an entrepreneur, (laughs) (laughs) yes, when you become an entrepreneur, you get to, to make all the rules. And that's really what I wanted to zero in on today is let's talk about, since we got rid of the manual now, what do we do? So that's so great. Well, a couple things come to mind as it relates to selling. It's a lot of the things that we, that I was sort of discussing with you. It's really, I know this word gets used a lot, but it's so true. It's about setting the right intention and having the right expectations before you even interact with that person and reminding yourself about why my community is visionary entrepreneurs, those that want to help change the world, those that are soul-led, heart-centered. And so it's not hard for them to get to the point where they're like, I am here for service. So it's just reminding them of that. I don't work with the people that are like, I just want to make a million dollars overnight. Just give me a sales script. I tell them, which is another big part of the sales process, that you're not my person. So just as much as you want to work with the right people, you don't want to work with the wrong people. And so you have to hold yourself to that accountable, that accountability and that standard. And so this whole idea of we just need to sell everybody everything all the time, that is the kind of energy that you have to let go of and release. So having a very clear moment with yourself around what do I believe, right? We said we're going to light those rules on fire. So let's write down what those are and let them go. And so then you get to do, you get to show up as you are and check that, check that fear at the door, check all of your money crap and everything else and set it aside so that you can be focused and present and open and holding space the person in front of you because the most important thing that I think differentiates the two most people think sales it's smooth talking it's doing all of all the I got all the answers and let me just tell you but really selling in the right way first off you don't have to sell at all you're really just guiding and coaching and you're listening and not just listening to waiting to talk which a lot of people do right? Like, oh, what else do I need to say? And they're not deeply listening to the words that are coming out of the person's mouth, but even more importantly, the energy under those words. 
and really fully understanding them because your clients aren't going to buy when they think that you have all the answers and they understand that you know everything, right? They are more likely to buy when they feel understood because ultimately all anybody ever wants is to be seen, heard, and validated, and of course loved. But that's that's not for us necessarily, but lovingly, <laughs> but, but keeping that that as your biggest intention to connect, to see them, to hear them. And that goes a long way. And while it's simple, it's not easy for people because sitting in silence and just letting them express who they are you know, you can be really uncomfortable for people at first because you've been in those moments where it's like, well, I feel like I need to say something. Like, let me just. We, we always want to fill a void. Right. Silence is like, and I think it's definitely conditioned, especially with technology. And now that we have so much information, it's kind of like when you're waiting in a line and you look around and everybody's on their phone, like nobody can stand in a line anymore and just stand there. Yeah. <laughs> I got to fill the space. It is a skill. Yeah. It is a skill. And it's funny you say that because I do try to make a practice of that just in my daily life too. Just being just one thing at a time and not having to distract myself constantly. But what yeah. that does, because a big part of, I do a lot of inner work with people as well around self-worth and money and just those conversations where things get tense and really uncomfortable and really understanding what's going on the inside. Because you really, in order to be present and hold space for somebody else while they're, depending on what type of work you're doing, I mean, it can be, you can get into the real nitty gritty with people in their lives and what's going on. In order for them to open up and trust and want to share at that level, you do have to be able to hold that space, right? And not let your stuff come in and sort of redirect the conversation. So, And the thing that comes to mind when you're talking and you're saying listening, and I'm a coach, so obviously you and I have, we've been through training, we know how to coach and do those things. For those people listening who are like, I'm not a coach, I don't know how to do Listening and being quiet, but also asking questions and asking the right questions. Yes. And that's where I think, especially with the challenge that you're doing, helping people know what those are. Like yes. being specific and saying, hey, when we're in a discovery call, like these are the things that you should be asking to get what it is you need to know how you can help. Yes. So if you wouldn't, yeah, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving a little overview of, of what's included in the challenge and then kind of maybe some of those questions that that you're like, these are ones you have to ask. Like you can't avoid it. You can't pretend you don't know. Like, And they're going to be uncomfortable at first. I know that. <laughs> well, and that's why practicing and doing group coaching and getting, as we used to say in the industry, the marbles out of your mouth and doing that is so powerful because, well, I'll answer that first. So for those of you who want just more of a framework, I don't believe in scripts because I think scripts keep you up in your head and not focused on the person in front of you. However, you do need a framework. Like, well, okay, that's great, Jana, but what do I say? Like, how do I even? And so I created a discovery call cheat sheet and what it is, those questions, and it breaks the sales call or the discovery call into those different segments so that you can kind of understand the intention and the goal of each segment. So whether it's understanding where they are and then where they want to go and then sort of how you segue into how you can help them do that. So that I will definitely share with your audience for free. It's just a downloadable and then you can have it so that 
when you're on your next call, you have something to refer to, some good questions that are open-ended. And now for the challenge. So I mentioned I was in sales all this time prior to becoming a coach. Well, one thing I didn't mention is I always had my leads given to me. Always, right? That's what oh, we, we do would love that. Right? <laughs> we would love so that. I never had to work. Here I am, like I can teach people to sell. This is I can teach them a way to do it that they can feel good about. No more hiding. And but quickly there on, I hired a few coaches that were like, "Well, you just need to DM people all day, or just try to get in their DMs and like have these conversations, and then when it feels right, switch the script on them." And so quickly, all over again, I felt the same. Resistance that I felt decades ago around the sales process. I was like, I don't want this done. My, my biggest thing, my biggest rule I have had my entire career was if it doesn't feel right when it's done to me, I'm not going to do it to somebody else. And so, my first, I wasted a good bit of money, frankly, because I was like, well, do you got anything else? I'm not doing that. And they're like, no, this is how it's done. And I was like, I just don't believe that. I have enough proof of people telling me that prior when it came to the sales process. Like, I'm just not buying that. And so I began this quest early on in my business to find other ways. I said, if I want to be this complete package for people that are newer, starting out, just starting to get going into how do I find my people and how do I convince them to work with me, then I need that I how do I find my people piece as well, right? So I spent an enormous amount of time with after doing more research and getting the right coaches and reading the right books and fully understanding so much more and about what lead generation is than just cold DMing people all day long. And what I was able to do and what this challenge is that you're speaking of and why we're here today and it's so timely is I've now put together a five-day authentically aligned sales and lead generation challenge. So that when you walk away from there, you have so many different ways, all the way from how you're creating content that really draws in the people that you're meant to serve, all the way through to massively different ways to do lead generation that don't include spamming people all day long. Other ways, and what I like to do is everybody's different and no, no shame to anybody out there that is doing that. If you feel good about it and it's working for you, by all means, do your thing. For me, though, and for pretty much my whole community, it's just not an option. And so we have to come up with other ways. And so in this challenge, I'm going to show you other ways to do lead generation that don't include that type of, so you have a whole range so that you get to choose like, okay, that resonates with me. Okay, that but this resonates with me because that's what's most important. Like I said, if it doesn't work for you, if you wouldn't want it done to you, then it's not going to work if you do it to somebody else. So giving you those different options. And then, of course, we talk about what I've been talking about, which is just the whole idea of authentic selling. So it's that complete package so that you start to really get on and start moving in a direction of I can find, attract, connect and enroll the people I'm meant to work with. And so that's what the five-day challenge is all about. Thank you so much for sharing that. And what I got excited about and why I wanted you to be on today is <laughs> because that is what our business is. The business that you grow is finding the people that you want to serve. And 
for what I do. And when I work with people on their business planning, we have a section and it's like, you need to pick who it is that you serve because it's not everybody. And those of you listening, you guys know, I serve women who are leaving a medical profession to start a business. And I'm very specific. And when I did that, a lot of people were like, that's too like small. And like, no, those are the people I want to work with. I resonate with those people. I understand them. I am one of them. And ever since I made that choice, it's been easier to connect with them. So I'm thinking when I'm thinking from the sales cycle, I'm like to do lead generating, like I know who I need to talk to instead of I have this huge, vast number of people I could talk to but do I relate to them? Are they somebody that I connect with or am I going to be able to, and am I going to be able to work with them if they do? Because sales is, if you do it as a number, then, and you're selling to everybody, we're working with them on a really intimate level. So if you just get random whoever's and yeah, you're making a sale, but are you going to want to work with them? Are you going to want to help them? Are you able to, are you, all of those crazy questions that come up when you're building your business, that's something to think about. It's like, we don't really, and I think when we first, I know for me, when I first started out, I was like, I got to talk to everybody. I got to get my message out to everybody. But then when I started to get people as clients, I was like, Ooh, I really like working with this kind of a person, person, not so much and not a bad thing. It's okay to say no, totally. Okay. Yeah, such a big energy shift. I mean, if you think about times when maybe you were on a sales call as the client, as the consumer, and you had a coach or anyone and say, well, I don't know, like, it's really, I have very high standards in terms of who I select. All of a sudden, that, at least when it's me, I'm like, Ooh, well, I hope that I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not out of manipulation. It's just out of, this is what I command, like work at this level. And I only want this caliber and that not you. I mean, I know I can put you in contact with, some, with someone that will be a good fit for you, but when you can hold that level, because I think what people end up doing in sales is they get desperate and it's then all of a sudden like that weirdo at the bar. It's just like mm-hmm. hanging out and just, everybody's sort of creeped out and it just doesn't feel right. And you don't want to be in that. And so it's so important that not only like to your point that you decide and define and continue to just really hone in on who that person is, but also be able to hold space for that, who that person is not so that you're not just saying yes to everybody because it's just as important to you, that person that's the right fit as it is for them, honestly. Yeah. And I know, and this is not only energy. So I'm very, I really support and encourage our energy and that what goes out and what comes in. So I'm Mm -hmm. thinking if you randomly let people in and they're like, not quite a good fit, but you're doing it anyway, you're going to get more of those people. Yeah. Yes. Because of the money. And you're like, but it pays the, I got to pay my bills. You know what? That is true. And there, there are situations where there's no way around that and that's okay. Absolutely. it happens. But to be able to narrow that and say, okay, right now I'm taking handfuls of people, but as I start to grow and then I'm going to start to segment that, I'm going to say, okay, no more of those people, a little bit more of these people. And as we do that, our energy shifts and we start to attract those people that we actually want to work with. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just, when you're in that, it's just the whole like attracts light, right? In mm-hmm. that needy energy, then you're going to attract that needy kind of person. 
And there's nothing wrong with people that need a lot. In fact, I love helping people that I feel like, oh, I have so much I can offer them. But, you know, it, it's more of a being able to serve, make sure that the person that you're going to work with is the person that's willing to do what it takes in the work. And that piece, that's what's more important to me than anything else. And you're right. I don't want to pretend like every coach out there should just say no to the first hundred people because I'm waiting for, but, but just let's work towards that. Like let's work less towards I need and more towards I get to, to work with who I want to. And so, and that happens, like you said, with time and with clarity, because the more you do, the more you see who you really enjoy and who you really just is your soulmate client. I don't think we just all have this moment where it's like, this is who it is. I mean, we sort of have a good idea, but I think that gets clearer and clearer as you work and as you serve others. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with all of that. The one thing I wanted to say specifically to those that are listening, if you're in the medical field, this is what I did coming from a medical background, having that conversation, the discovery call, I mentally put myself back into a clinical setting. And I said, this is a patient. And guess what? I need to get their information. I need to know what's going on. I need to know what they're having problems with. Why are they here today? And then asking those questions, getting those answers. And then, and then I can give them my expertise, my understanding of what I heard. So telling them back and what I visually see, this is something that all medical professionals that work in a clinical setting, we do this automatically. So for example, Jenna, if you walked into a patient room and I looked at you and you were like, didn't look quite right, I'd know something was off and I could share that with you. So again, it's listening and telling them, okay, this is what I see and hear from what you're telling me. And then giving them the assessment. This is the overall picture and you want to go from here and you want to get to here and then giving them a plan and telling them, and this is how you can do it. So it's it ta- and for me, it took away a lot of that anxiety of like, oh my goodness, I have to try to get them to sign up. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's an incredible analogy. And that framework, excuse me, that I mentioned very much mirrors that. So if a lot of your audience are those medical professionals, I think they will very much resonate with it because it's exactly what you said. And it will really remind them of what they already do. Sales has just been... It was created a hundred years ago by men for a specific type of man that overly confident, I'm going to bully you into working with me. Yeah. There's a lot of other ways to do it. And that is that example of how you likened it to the medical field is so, so brilliant because that's really what it is all about. Yeah. And we aren't going to prescribe them something that doesn't fit. So again, to like finish that thought, and you and I were talking about taking on clients that don't fit, it's okay, now I know what your problem is and I know what's going on. If you have a heart issue and I'm not a cardiologist, then I'm going to refer you to cardiology. I'm I'm not going to try <laughs> to fix your cardiac problem when I, that's not my specialty. And mm-hmm. I think we get caught up in the whole, I need to make money. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do open heart surgery. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right. <laughs> such a great point. It's such a good analogy because it's true. And then you're like, I really wish I wouldn't have done that because that was not my ex. I did not show up the way I could have for them, served them. They didn't get the results. So nobody wins. Yep. Yep. And then, and before we, we 
sign off, I'm going to have you explain exactly how they can get into the challenge. But if we don't serve them properly, they don't get the results. And then that is somebody that isn't going to refer us. So that's the other piece and parts of lead generation is referrals and really having a great client experience. And if you know you're not aligned with this person to begin with, that experience is not going to go well. Right. And not only will it not serve them, it's going to hurt your self-esteem as well. Yes. So, and that's so important that we just always act in that integrity so that we keep that intact. And so just it all, you know, what goes around comes around. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So tell everybody, since we did this awesome bonus episode, tell us about how they can get into the challenge and just kind of logistic, just so they have an idea and I'll put everything in the show notes as well. Okay. So as Susie said, the link will be in the show notes, but essentially it's going to be in my Facebook group starting on March, Monday, March 27th. So two weeks from Monday and each day at noon, Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to come in and it's going to build on each other each day, starting with how to attract the right people and then how to talk to them in a way that they go, oh, she gets me. But then, then we get into what we were talking about for all the different ways for lead generation other than just DMing people. I mean, there's so many. And then we move into more of like, okay, what could sales actually look like for you? And so it's five days. And each day, same time in my Facebook group, what I would encourage you to do though, is use the link that, that Susie provides in the show notes, because once you register there, you're going to get all the replays. You're also going to get the workbook and you're going to be more in the know than you would if you just showed up in the Facebook group for the challenge. So definitely, so you have everything you need and then I hope you'll join it in March yeah. or at the end of March. We're already in March. Where is this year going? I know it's already March. It's crazy. Yeah. So for those of you listening to this episode, if we are past the challenge date and it's over, what would they, what would be important for them to do to reach out and work with you? Yes. So a couple things, again, if you really love the idea of that discovery call cheat sheet, that's a great way to get into my world and just start to get a little sample of how I do things. And then also please feel free to just join my Facebook group, Client Conversations That Convert. I will be running other challenges in there and probably doing that legion, that very same challenge we're discussing again in the summer. You will be all in the know if you're in there. So definitely come over and join the Facebook group either way, no matter when you listen to this. Yeah. And I'm in the Facebook group so you can interact with me and get to know your podcast host because <laughs> I'm in there. And I just want to let those of you listening before we go, it's okay that this is hard. And I'm going to tell you, I met Jana, we're in a program together and I needed her. Like I needed to hear her to say, don't do the yucky stuff because that's not me either. And it holds you back. If you're feeling like, I don't want to do sales, you have to do sales to be successful, but let's do it on your terms. Let's do it in a way that makes you feel good and you want to do it. It's exciting and it's fun instead of it being, oh my gosh, I have to make sales. (laughs) So true. It's so true. And I know we're wrapping up, but I want to bring, can I, you just made me think of such an incredibly important point. There to anybody out there listening who's been struggling and internalizing, like, ah, with this whole thing, because a lot of my clients do. But you'll have coaches out there that go, You're just afraid, just feel the fear and do it anyway. And that is true to a degree. 
if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have to learn what it's like to be uncomfortable and to do things like a Facebook live or a podcast or whatever it is. Like you're going to have to put yourself out there. So that fear does have to be surrendered and let go of and all of that. Right. However, there's a big difference between fear and out of alignment and out of your integrity. Okay. So if you're rubbing up against that, it may not be because you're just afraid and you know, you're never going to do it because you're a coward or whatever. Some coaches may tell you just do it anyway. It's because you're, there's another part of you that's saying, this is not how we want to do this. And I know there's a better way. And if you have that little voice talking to you, just know that you're not alone, that there are other ways to do this. And I've made it part of my mission to shout it from the mountaintops because in a world full of other people telling you, no, you have to do it this way. It's not true. You have permission to be successful and serve who you're meant to serve without compromising who you are. Okay. Yeah, no, I, that, that is so perfect and a great way to end our conversation because I needed to hear that. And that's what I've been getting from you in your messaging since we've been Facebook friends, since we've been in our program together, since we've been doing things, I'm like, that's what I needed to hear. So again, that's why we did this episode because I know people out there need to hear it. So thank you so much for being here and sharing that. Thank you, Susie, for having me. It's, I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad to be able to serve your community. Thanks. And as my for my listeners out there, always keep it simple. Thanks for listening to this episode of Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift. If you enjoyed this episode, then hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcasting platform so you'll never miss an episode. This podcast is for you. So be sure to reach out and let me know what you thought about this episode. You can join our Facebook community, Women Medical Professionals Starting an Online Business, where we share resources and information as a community. Click on the link in the show notes to join.